0: Hello friends and welcome to another episode of the Constructionist Podcast. I hope you're having a nice day today and looking forward to another installment of hopefully some teaching that will help you construct yourself in a way that is godly and more attuned to the way the scriptures would want us to live our lives in the way that the Lord and the Spirit are leading you in your life Today, I don't know if these are encouraging to you or they're strengthening your soul or whatever. Uh, I hope they are because that's their intent from the very beginning, is to be something that would be used by you to encourage you and strengthen you and to build you up in our faith, our common faith, which we find in the scriptures. Now, last uh, several podcasts that we've done, we've talked about the anatomy of the soul. And in the last one we did, we talked about the mind and the renewing of the mind. But what the verse says is to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, I want to look at this idea of the world and what we are to think about it and what the scripture says about the world. So, we have several definitions of what we mean, even in just our modern usage of the word world, you know, we talk about um, the whole world, we would say. We're like, oh man, the whole world is in an uproar right now. And uh, and what we mean is all the people in it. And so it kind of has that sort of uh, idea of a totality, you could say. We talk about worldview, which is a way of saying how are we to understand the world around us, or, or how does our culture or our, um, our nation understand or, or view things as opposed to, say, an Asian worldview or an African worldview, just to put it in really broad terms. And that overlaps a lot with culture and with, um, you know, more specific language, demographics and things like that. But I'm just using that as another way to understand this idea of the world. Okay, so the the Bible has a distinction that it makes. So it, it gives us two different, it gives us a different understanding of world, I guess you could say, than maybe we even think about it in our day-to-day life. And one of the things that we have to be aware of if we are to call ourselves believers or to call ourselves Christian, or to call ourselves followers of Jesus, is that, just as we talked about last time, our thinking needs to change. So there's a word in the Bible that uh, is often translated repent, but it literally means, the Greek word is metanoia. It literally means uh, a change of mind. So repentance is just about a change of mind. If you change your mind about something, then then in that sense you have repented of the old way of thinking about it and have gone down a new path. So uh, that's something that we really need to grab onto as believers. When we read the letters to the seven churches in Revelation 2 and 3, I want to say five of the seven churches are told in some way to repent, to change their mind about something. Because it's the, when your mind... Is programmed, or when your mind assumes, or when your mind has a presupposition of particular things, then it's going to go that direction, right? Now, this is a complicated subject because it has to do with language, it has to do with family, it has to do with upbringing, it has to do with culture, it has to do with education, it has to do with a number of 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 elements that all come into what makes up your mind, your experiences, your relationship to other people, all these kind of things all play into it. So it's a complicated subject. Uh, but when we talk about the world, we have to look at, we look at the world around us in a certain way, but, which is the idea of worldview. But when the Bible talks about the world, it is essentially showing us how the world is. And then it tells us to repent of that, to have a, a, a different, a change of mind. So do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So let me just read a few verses first. Okay, John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, says Jesus. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So Jesus is offering something he's calling peace, which in the Jewish mind, peace is all wrapped up in this idea of shalom. So shalom uh, and peace as from a biblical perspective carries with it this idea not of an absence of conflict, but a calmness or a peacefulness regardless of the conflict, okay? So it's more of an internal peace. The world around you may be collapsing and falling apart and going to pot, but inside you can have a serenity, a calmness, a peace. That is the Jewish idea, the New Testament idea of peace. Of The Greek word is irene. The Hebrew word is shalom. So it, it puts you on a whole different plane, okay? You're not letting the circumstances of the world affect you. You are being peaceful because God has instilled that within you. Now notice what Jesus says. He says, I give you peace not as the world gives, that means that the world is offering a different kind of peace. Maybe a peace that is saying that well if you have no conflict in your life then you can be at peace. If all your bills are paid, if you got an extra, you know, $50,000 or a million bucks in the bank, if your body is healthy, if your kids are not rebellious, if your house is not falling apart, if your spouse hasn't divorced you, and actually loves you, that you can have a whole list. If you're the boss at work and and not like the last guy on the totem pole, so you can call the shots and everyone does what you says. If all these things are in place, then you can have peace. But everybody knows that that's not reality. Everybody knows that it'd be nicer to have a bit more money. Everybody knows that you may drive your car out, the front door of your house tomorrow and get smacked by a bus. Everybody knows that the next time you go for a physical, you might get cancer. Everybody knows that couples who are married eventually will have a disagreement. And, you know, there's always going to be a conflict. There's always going to be something out there that takes away your peace. So the world is offering a kind of peace. But that peace is absolutely 100% unattainable. The, the peace that the world offers is temporary and light. Now I'm getting I'm getting off on peace now, <laughs> so don't let me do that. I want to focus on the world. The world is offering something. But now Jesus is coming along and saying something totally different. He says in John fourteen thirty, I will not I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me. So now Jesus is saying that the ruler of the world is different than him and the Godhead in total. There's a different ruler to the world. And then, of course, it goes on to say in John 15, if you, that's he's talking to his disciples now, were of the world, the world would love you as its own. So what he's saying is, is you can be of the world or you can be not of the world. If you're of the world, then the media, the social media, the society as a whole, the press, the, everybody who's around you all the time. Everyone's going to say, you're great, you're marvelous, we love you, we think you're marvelous. But if you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, I chose you out of the world, Jesus says. Therefore, the world hates you. Now, this is kind of hard. Because if the world hates you, that means that when you put a post on Facebook of a certain sort, anything that agrees with the Bible, you're going to have a certain number of people that are going to come back and say, I disagree with you. And I think what you're saying is stupid. And I think that you're an idiot for saying it. You know, that is going to happen. It will happen. You know, I've tried to say things about what the Bible's view is on creation to people who are evolutionists or... um, something like that, and they get they, they think I'm the idiot for thinking that there's a God who has created everything and has put all the laws of the universe in a place to keep it running. And when they stand there and say, nothing created everything, uh, and they think I'm the stupid one for saying it. So it's, it's, and that's just one small little element to the whole big fat picture. Maybe you've tried to witness to someone, maybe you've tried handing out tracts, maybe you've tried to share your faith with with uh, your spouse, and they just look at you and go, you're nuts. I can't believe you even believe this kind of thing. the church uh, and the gospel and the Bible are often mocked in the world. And so they certainly have been attacked in communist countries, like former communist Russia, certainly in China, North Korea, the Islamic world. There are people who are going to prison for their faith because they're pastoring a church or because they're handing out tracts or because they're doing Bible studies or whatever it is. This kind of thing happens. So Jesus says, "If you were of the world, the world would love you. In other words, everything will be great if you just bow down to whatever the the the, the people say." Okay. So if you choose, but because God chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. This is a difficult thing to deal with sometimes. So then, if we skip down to uh, our verse from last week, which is Romans. 12, 1, and 2, uh, it said, Romans twelve, two: do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may, that by testing you may discern, I'm reading the English Standard Version, I believe, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is the good and acceptable and perfect, what is good, acceptable and perfect. So the world has a particular expectation of everybody in it. But we, as believers, are to have a different view of the world. We are to have a change of mind. Now, this can be a very difficult thing because we are uh, always fighting against what is going on around us all the time because we are bombarded by the media, we are bombarded by music, we're bombarded by film, we're bombarded by television. If you spent, say... Uh, a half an hour reading your Bible, then you have now got a half an hour of the Word of God being infused into your mind. Now you have to now uh, meditate on that. You You have to go over it in your head again and again and again because once you walk out the front door of your house, you will be bombarded by the world. By the music, by people's opinions, Uh, you know, stand around at your office or wherever you happen to work. Get online, get on social media, watch YouTube videos, turn on the television. All of that is just the world coming at you all the time. And the problem is, is that the world has a head start. Because you are born into the world. (laughs) That's a challenge. Uh, Everyone is born in one sense, loving darkness. But Jesus has come as the light of the world. And if you have turned to that light, then you are going in a direction that the vast majority of other people are not going. And so because the vast majority of other people are not going that way, they're going to think you are the weird one. And they're the majority. So see where this becomes a great challenge for us as believers to actually stand against what the world is doing. Now, let me broaden this out a little bit. I use the phrase the world, but it incorporates so much other, it incorporates so many philosophies. Because if you consider what Jesus is offering us as the gospel, he's offering us a new life, a new heart, something that is radically different. And so when we accept that, we become a new creation, a new creature in Christ. So now we pursue Christ and we pursue a life in Christ, empowered by the Spirit and uh, a seeking God, of the God of the Scriptures, on every point that he relates to us in the Scriptures. So the Bible now becomes our blueprint, our foundation for understanding the whole world around us. And so the Spirit then illuminates within us what the words of the Scriptures say. So that's a very narrow road, and Jesus says that. He says narrow is the road that leads to life, and there are few who find it. But when you look outside of that narrow road, what do you have? Well, you have humanism, you have uh, atheism, you have Buddhism, Hinduism, Islam, you have communism, you have socialism, you have new age you have uh it i mean just pick it it's just you know capitalism consumerism um any other religion any other belief system out there if it does not conform to the scripture is not it's part of the world and the problem is is that the, the bible does give us an illustration, it demonstrates to us that the world creeps in. It's constantly creeping in. So, you know, it's like, do you have a, can- a little match light that's burning in this huge world of darkness? Or uh, is it like the sun shining down and taking over everything? So, uh, it's a challenge for us as believers to try to keep the world out. We are to be in the world, but not of the world, so it's two different things even though we have been called out of the world by the lord jesus we are still in the world so our mind and our heart has to be toward the lord whereas our body and our current physical existence is in the world so the 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 the, the link the, the 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 discipline we have to put in place is a change of mind Our thinking has to now become different. Now, God gives us tools to have our thinking change. And one of the biggest tools is the scripture. The other tool is the spirit. The other tool is prayer. The other tool is is a spirit-filled self-discipline. These are all things that the Lord gives us to go against the world, to have a change of mind, a turn, a repentance away. So, infuse yourself into the teachings of Jesus and let the explanations of those teachings from Paul, particularly the idea of being in Christ. So, when we are baptized, I hope you're baptized. If you love the Lord and if you're a believer, then I highly encourage you to be baptized if you're not baptized. Because that baptism, the the dunking into the water is a representation of being immersed into the person of Jesus Christ. We are baptized into his death and we are raised again in newness of life. And so now we begin this process, this continuing uh, process of death and then resurrection and then ascension. And then death and then resurrection and then ascension. So the dying bit is that change of mind. It's saying, no, that's something of the world. I have been called out of the world. And so now I'm going to have a change of mind and I'm going to aim toward the Lord. I'm going to aim toward conforming myself to the scriptures, to being transformed because my mind is being renewed. So so that's that sort of death thing. And then from that comes a newness of life. So as the scriptures become illuminated, as you seek the Lord and want to know his mind and his will on things and acquire his worldview, then there will be a, a constant resurrection taking place all the time. And in the process of that, you will be growing closer to him. And then as you grow closer to him, then this idea of love casting out all fear will become more and more of a reality, So read 1 Corinthians 13 and pair that up with Paul's statement of uh, there is no fear in love or, or "love, perfect love casts out fear, this phrase that is used. And then read 1 Corinthians 13 and see what the, the qualities of love are, what are the characteristics of love. And you'll discover that as you walk that narrow road... And you have a mind constantly turning toward God, then out of you will flow a kind of love, uh, sacrificial love toward people around you, and you'll be willing to do things for people and love your enemies as yourself, and all this and that is when you you are really going against the world. And the world will think that you're a bit goofy because you're not like them. And the sad thing is, is you are walking in love. You are walking in the spirit of the Lord. You are walking in newness of life. And they're the ones who are going to get upset and struggle with it and feel convicted by it and all these things. And so our response to them then is prayer. We should be praying for them. So that's a, a lot in there. I know I just sort of dumped a lot on you. But ultimately, it's to recognize that we are not of the world, we are in the world, but not of the world. Our ofness needs to be of the Lord Jesus Christ, so to be in Christ and have this newness about us all the time and so there there's a lot of springboards from this that we can we can explore and that you can explore you know explore that idea of peace, explore that idea of transformation, explore that idea of being in Christ. Uh, All of that will help you to be strengthened in your mind and your emotions and your will to be conformed to the person of Christ and find his peace in everything. God bless you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. If you are challenged and encouraged by what you heard today, please feel free to share it with any friends or family you like. You're welcome to email us at calebtheelectrician at gmail.com. That's CalebTheElectrician at gmail.com And remember to leave a comment at iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere that you listen to podcasts.